It's good to have every single one. Stand, if, if you would, please, as we read at least one scripture. Psalms 142, verse 7. Psalms 142, verse 7. When you get there, say amen. amen. We'll have it on the overhead, and I understand that. But a lot of times it's good for you to open the word of God for yourself because you don't have the overhead at home. Right. You got the word of God, whether it's electronically or this. We thank God for that. But let's read together, if you would, please, as you follow along. In verse 7 of 142 of Psalms, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise your name. The righteous shall surround me for you shall deal bountifully with me. I want you to shout, if you would, please, prison break. Prison break. And you may be seated. As we see from the writer of Psalms here, this was King David. We notice that King David uh, ended this psalm in the way that was unique. And I believe it, pay, it should take some notice and we should take notice of how he's doing that. First of all, we see that, Lord, bring my soul out of prison. He's noticing some things from this scripture that we see from here. His soul was talking about the mind, emotion, his area of intellect, my soul. What was happening with David that was going on that why he wrote this? He was in a cave hiding from King Saul. He was hiding from one that was chasing him. And thank God he had enough wherewith why he was in that cave of isolation at times. Because sometimes when you get hurt, because he was thinking, what is going on? What did I do to deserve what I've been facing? Saul hates me, wants me dead, doesn't want me to be around anymore. Saul was a jealous person. He found himself now in an inner turmoil. How many's ever had an inner turmoil before? A situation that has happened to you. Somebody said something to you. Somebody looked at you the wrong way. And all of a sudden your mind starts racing. All of a sudden you start thinking in your mind. David said this, bring me out, bring my soul out of prison. In other words, some people, they can be, have every liberty they want to as we look around, but inside their mind and emotions, they're in prison. They look around because of this one or that one or because of this thing. But notice what David says. I don't want to be captive any longer. Notice what he said as we read this, that I may praise your name. See, when you have things in your mind and your heart and emotions, it will keep you from praising the Lord in the way that God wants you to praise him. You can come to church and everybody else is getting in. You're thinking, what are they looking at? What are they doing? How are they acting like they are? Some are doing somersaults. Some are coming up front. And I've been in churches where they're doing this. They're waving. They're dancing. They're doing this. And they're saying, how can they have freedom? Don't they know what I'm going through? But David says, I don't want those things to bind me up. Bring me out, Lord, of this prison. My internal, my emotions, my inner part of me. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? We've all been there when we've had our hurts. We've all been there when we've had things happen to us. It could be from a friend. It could be from a family member or it could be from a situation. 
maybe even from work or school or, or things. There's still people holding on to things that happened years ago. David said, bring me out of that, that I may praise you. That the righteous shall surround me. Praise God that he understood. As he described the turmoil that was going in his mind, in his heart, in his motions, and he cried out to the Lord. I like what happened with David later on. He set up worship in the tabernacle. The tabernacle of David. That was his main focus was to worship the Lord. I praise God that we got to worship the Lord this morning. But notice what he said. That what? That the righteous shall surround me. See, you got to do it with the righteous folks. You've been surrounded by everybody else under the sun doing everything they can. And sometimes they talk about you. They, they do things they can to kind of irritate you. And that, but now you get to come to a church where you can worship with the righteous. Praise God. I wanted to leap this morning. I was bound by my guitar. I almost took that thing off. I said, forget this thing. <laughs> People says, what kind of church is this? But when the spirit of God moves on you, you just want to let go. You want to let go of everything else and you want to get in and worship God from your spirit, from your soul, and from your body. Thank God. Don't fault me if I shout like that. Because sometimes the spirit of God gets a hold and you act like a drunk person at times. You act like you're on something. But he said this, for you shall deal bountifully with me. See, God knows where you're at. Touch your neighbor says, God knows where I'm at. He sees you. He knows what you're going through. He knows how you've been hurt. I'm not taking away from anybody's hurt because we've all been there. There's been times that those tears come and things happen. You may have soaked your pillow at night. God, why did I get treated so deeply? Why did I get treated this way? And you're wrestling within your mind and becomes a wrestling match. But all of a sudden God comes in and you feel the freedom. It's prison break from your emotions. God, now I can worship you. I can come to the church and rejoice for what you've done. And I can do it with the righteous. We can do it together. And I know you're going to deal with me bountifully. He'll touch you. Many are going through emotional situations. And I'm telling you, you've seen the doctors, you've seen this one, and some of you almost get into a place of depression. But I'm telling you, when David cried out, God heard him. Amen. You may be going through some things in your mind, but God's hearing your cries. He loves you. It's not time to look down, but it's time to look up. My Redeemer lives. Amen. Then you can praise the name of the Lord. Just like everybody else. What are some of the signs for an inner prison? One, low self-esteem. I'm not worthy. Look at me. And you look in the mirror and you think, I don't have it all together. Low self-esteem. Moses was like that. He said, Lord, my mouth don't work. I can't go before the Pharaoh and talk. And God says, I'll take care of that sin errand. <laughs> <laughs> he had low I mean we see some people with low confidence they don't have no confidence Gideon was like that he told the angel I, 
I come from a family that just doesn't have it. We're on the other side of the tracks and we don't got it together. We're from the poorest of poor. God doesn't care where you come from. Low confidence to God says, I bought you. I care for you. Other things is fears. There's a people that all they talk about and afraid what's going to happen to their family or to themselves. Fear, fear, fear. That is a spirit. Yes, you need a thing. Some have brokenness and discouragement, maybe about dreams that you've had. And maybe you want to climb or, or move to an, another place and it's been broken. How many have ever been rejected? Am I the only one that's ever been rejected? Instead of being called up to play on a team, you're the last one. And maybe sometimes you feel like, God, can you ever use me? You feel rejected, but God doesn't reject anyone. God loves you. How about unforgiveness? How many's ever had unforgiveness? How many's ever dealt with that? You become in a prison if you don't forgive. You've got to learn to forgive and let go and let God. <laughs> Jesus, when he breathed on the disciples, he said, receive the Holy Ghost. And when he said that, the next thing he says, remit sins. That word remit means to lay aside, turn over and release. You've got to let go and let God. Touch your name, he said, let go and let God. In Psalms 91, verse 5, it talks about the night terrors. Let me point out this. How many's ever had a dream that's captivated you and you wake up and that's all you think about? That's all that's on your mind. And sometimes it may be the bad pizza you had the night before, <laughs> but it may not. It may be something being deposited in your brain and your dreams. And that's a night terror. That's an emotional area. Trust me, I've had those dreams and I've gone to work and my mind's still on those dreams that's happened. What's going on? What does this mean? You try to figure this thing out. You become captivated with it. Pretty soon you find yourself in an inner prison. But I want to give you some clear things to let you know I can leave here free. Yes. Today we're going to have prison break. You're no longer going to be bound into things if you do what God's word says to do. Let's go to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Let's read from the word of God and see what the word of God says. We see one of the apostles that was in prison. Not by his choice. Not because he done wrong. Not because he was a thief or a murderer but because of the gospel. You may be one, you've done everything you know what to do, but there's people that don't like you. Don't let them keep you from going where God wants you to go. Acts chapter 12, beginning at verse five. Again, if you're there, say amen. amen. It says here, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone 
in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly and get and his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, gird yourself and tie your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow, and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. But when, what, when they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. Verse 11. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Prison break. Peter was getting ready to leave prison. He was breaking out of prison. Everyone else, the Jewish folk, Herod, didn't like him, didn't want him around. You know what was going to happen to him? The next day he was going to be executed like James. James the apostle was executed and the people was pleased, the Jewish people. Now we've seen P Peter here, Herod and the Jewish people wanted Peter's voice silenced. How many knows the world doesn't want to hear about Jesus Christ? And they definitely don't want to hear it from you. I'm sorry. There are some people that just don't like your message you bring. There are some people that didn't like the message what Peter was bringing. It pricked to the heart. They was convicted. They don't like that. There is a lot of people in my own family don't want to hear about Jesus Christ. They just want to talk about the good times and what they're doing and all that. But I'm here to tell you, they're not going to silence us. The enemy tries to keep us. The ones over the prison were given charge to keep Peter from getting free. You know, there's imps, there's spiritual uh, forces tried to hold you back. That's the reason why they haunt you. That's the reason why sometimes people fear voices because the enemy tries to keep them in inner turmoil. But you need to say, in the name of Jesus, you have to go. Say that with me. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. I'm free. Aren't you glad for that? Yes. See, the enemy's job is to keep the believer from breaking free. That's the reason why sometimes you come to some churches, everybody's sitting there, and you look around. They're going to think I'm crazy, off the wall. I'm telling you, here you're not. Yes. If you want to jump, I want you to jump. If you want to leap, you leap. If you want to dance in the spirit of God, I want you to dance. We used to call it shouting in the Pentecostal ranks. You just get in with what God has. Nobody's going to think any different. As a matter of fact, you might see, says, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Yes. Say that with me, I'm free. See, when the Holy Ghost gives a time for liberty, that's the time you can move out of your strainness and, and say, God, I'm going to worship you. Thank you, Lord. Peter's situation, something we notice. Herod put an upgrade in security. He says, I'm going to upgrade this because notice what he did. He put him in two chains. 
He put two soldiers, one on Peter's side, one side, and on Peter's other side. Two chains and, and soldiers. And not just that, he put him in the most inner part of the prison. So outside the doors that was in that prison, he put guards. Peter was a dangerous man. <laughs> That's what some people says. See, something I noticed on the chains, two of them, and I want to talk just briefly about them because they are twin chains. They connected the hands to the wall. They connected the ankles to keep you from moving forward. Let that sink in. The enemy wants to keep you from moving forward. But in 2018, this is a new day. This is a new season. This is a new year. The church is rising up like never before. The enemy may have had us bound for a short season, but we're coming up and we're getting out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. After he put those things into place, okay, we got the doors, we got the chains. Okay, I get out of here. Uh, no, not yet. You got the large gate. And you know what was keeping the watch over the gate? The garden, warden, that was over the, that gate. He was watching. He had other ones watch too. So even if he could have got out, he's got to go past that. That's the only way to get out. But how many knows God knows how to bring you out? Yes. Something I noticed here. Peter wasn't bound by just earthly things. There was a spiritual application here. The enemy had kept him bound from delivering a message to the people. But how many knows Peter's help wasn't earthly either? Trump could call in the Navy SEALs, the Rangers, and send them in, and they can have the machine guns and the bombs and blow away the gate. Peter didn't have that, but he had something much greater. He had God. He had the Holy Spirit that was there. I'm here to declare you, don't look at the limited resources you have earthly wise, but your help doesn't come from them. It is not in horses and it's not in chariots, but it's God himself that brings the help. It's God himself that will bring you out of your prison. It is God himself that will take you out. You may have been hurt. You may have had things happen to you. God's bringing you out. It's prison break time. Thank you, Father. I'm getting ready to leave this place. I'm here to declare to you that it's not by those strengths of those earthly things, but God owns everything. And he knows the key to your freedom. Whom the Son has set free will be free indeed. Glory to God. You may be in a spiritual prison, but I'm here to tell you the walls are coming down. The doors are being opened. The gate can't hold you. The guards, they're going to be gone one day. Therefore, who the Son has set free is free indeed. Something I want to talk about, the two chains. As we move on, I'm not going to keep you much longer, but the two chains that I noticed from Scripture, as we look spiritually speaking, one that holds so many people is fear is one. You know why they talk about past experiences? 
They talk about these things that's happened to them, and they're in fearful state. They're afraid that if they don't operate this way, that way. Talk to them a little bit. Find out what's going on. That's why they talk. Fear. Negativity. There's sometimes I just want to run away from those people. Because fear is not faith. If you truly believe God, he'll take care of you. Let me put it this way. I'm in a win-win situation. If I die right now, I'm in heaven. I'm in where the gates are pearl. Streets are gold. There's a river that runs by that's crystal clear. There's a tree that produces 12 manners of fruit. Some of you are bound with fear because of your kids. You need to shake that off and allow God to do what he needs to do in your life so they can see you've got freedom. The other chain I see is doubt. You know, people, they don't believe God. This is a trick of the enemy. Can God, will God? Would it work for me? This chain of fear, let me jump back here for a minute. It says, fear says, you don't have enough. You don't have enough to, to get moving on to where you need to be. In other words, sometimes it speaks, you don't have what it takes. How many's ever had the enemy say, you ain't like so-and-so? You can't sing, you can't talk, you can't preach, you can't live, you can't do. That's the enemy's trick. You need to shake it off and say, greater is he that's in me. Oh, if he's in you, then something's happened to you. I'm a new creature. Old things have passed away. I had a funeral a long time ago. That old man is buried and gone. And he ain't coming out of that grave. You may sing that song, Ain't No Grave, but it ain't going to hold that old, it's going to hold that man down, that old man. The new man is coming up. I'm a new man. The other one that constrains you, does God really love me? Does God really hear me? Does God really care? You doubt even yourself. Pretty soon the enemy just tries to get you in such an internal turmoil. I can't do anything. And then he isolates you, just like he did Peter. Isolate him in prison. Try to silence his voice. But you need to raise up and say, enough's enough. You need to shake yourself. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and what? A sound mind. The enemy wants to keep your mind internally. As Peter, that we see here, I'm sure that he was in a turmoil. Well, I'm going to die. I'm going to be gone. But let me move on because there's another area, two soldiers that was right next to him. You know what those two soldiers represents? Intimidation and discouragement. I'm sure every time he looked up, he's seen intimidation and discouragement. I'm bound. I can't get out of here. I'm bound by chains. They'd hold me to the walls. And now I've got two guards. They're trying to intimidate me. That's a spirit. Elijah had that spirit hit him. Woe is me. 
Woe is me. No one else loves you, Lord. He looked for God in this. He was in the cave. He looked at it, went to the mountaintop, tried to find God, but God was in a still small voice. And he said, I've got 7,000 has not even yet bowed. Why are you in this mully grubs? Why are you down in the mouth? You need to shake that off and not be intimidated. You're intimidated by a woman, the one I'm over. I can take care of it. Don't let anybody intimidate you, church. God's called you to rise up and be what he says to be. Mm, glory to God. That'll preach in itself. It's time to let discouragement let go. This year in 2018, God is going to pour out his spirit in such a fashion that the others are going to say, look what's happening. And I believe we're in a place, not just a launching pad. God's opening the heavens and pouring out. And demonstration is going to take place. Manifestation of his word is going to happen. You're going to see things take place that you never thought you could in the age we're living in. Mm, thank God for that. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Touch your neighbor and says, we're breaking out. Sometimes these guards try to beat you down. They'll talk to you. They'll try to keep you. I might as well lay in this bed and not give it up and go to church. I might as well lay in this bed and not get up and go do anything. You'll die. You'll die in that state. The other thing I noticed is that there's doors and gates. A gate. But it's something I want to declare to you. God knows how to open the doors. If you just look at earthly things, those things will be gone. And they may keep you bound. But I'm telling you, if you look to God, God knows how to open the doors and he knows how to open the gates. For the gates of hell shall not prevail. Shall not prevail. Let me say that again. You ain't got it yet. For the gates of hell shall not prevail prevail. Thank God Satan can try to hold you back, but I'm telling you, it's time to break free. We've got a prison break. The enemy don't know what to think because God's on the move. God is coming in suddenly and all of a sudden you see that God comes in on the scene and all of a sudden you're free. No gate is going to hold me back. Notice what happened. A shift took place because we read in the scripture, the church was praying in constant prayer. Thank God the church knows how to pray. And we've been praying for the last year or so. And we've been praying for our nation and that, and God's doing it. I've seen some fruit of what God has allowed us to do. And this year is a year that we're going to see a harvest. And glory to God. Wait till you see the few seats that's empty because some's still not here. But I'm here to tell you, when we see them full, then all of a sudden we got to see them standing around. God ain't through yet. The doors are opening. But a shift took place. God sent his messenger, the angel, God's messenger. Can I put it to you this way? I'm your messenger. I'm God's messenger to you today. I may not be an angel, but I'm God's messenger. And when God sent them, what happened? The angels showed up just in time, just at a point when it looked all in the middle of the night, but a new day is coming. Peter didn't realize a new day was getting ready to dawn on him. 
Didn't say it was midnight, but I bet you that that one day was getting ready to pass and he's getting ready to enter into a new one, a new day. You know what happened? A light showed up. You may be in your dark places, but the light of hope and faith and the gospel is being poured out today on you and your situation today. The light's turned on. It's the light of God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by his word. Aren't you glad for the light of the word of God is a lamp and a light for my path and my feet. I know where I'm going. I know what's happening. The darkness may be surrounding me, but God's turning the light on. God's saying enough with the darkness. I'm going to turn it on. It's the light of the gospel. Notice what happened. The chains, when the light showed on, the chains didn't fall off right away. The guards and soldiers didn't go away. The doors hadn't opened quite yet at that point in time. But I want you to understand that just because it may look like I'm bound, the light is shining upon you right now. Your inner prison is about to end. The voice of the angel said something. He gave instruction. You want what he told him to do? See, Peter could have just sat there and says, it's over with. And he fell asleep thinking it was just over with. And some of you just says, I'm going to sleep. You know what the Bible says in Matthew 25? They all slept and slumbered, not realizing that God of heaven is about ready to appear. He's coming back, church. It's not time to fall asleep. It's time to wake up. He woke him up. The Bible says he touched him. Time to wake up. Touch your neighbor. Says, wake up. I don't know if he gave him a, just a little snug or he shook him. He says, wake up. How many's ever done that with your kids? Wake up. What? School is here. Time to go learn. I don't want to go. It's time to get up. Something that the instruction he gave him. Because things look a little bit bigger than what they should. But he says, get up. Because he told him to rise. Arise. Let me put it to you this way. And let me demonstrate to you. When you're down here, the things you thought were big, they look big. When you're down in this position, you're looking up. When I was a little kid, I thought my dad was the biggest man ever. I thought his hands, I thought, wow, look at those hands. They're working men's hands. They're big. I put my, used to put my hand in there. I couldn't feel my hands in the father's hand. That's the same way with God. He's got big hands, church. And his hand's getting ready to work. But you know what? When you get up, you look around, those things is not as big as I thought they were. The angel says, get up. Touch your neighbor says again, get up. Get up. Not only wake up, but get up. It's time we get up and do what he says. Those things won't look as big if you just get up and start looking around. See, the chains are still there. But he got up. And when he got up, what happened? The Bible says that you need to get your shoes on. You need to get ready to move. You need to get ready to go. You need to get your garments on. You need to put your clothes on. You need to clean up, brush your teeth, comb your hair, and go to church. Get with God's people. Get out of here and do what I've called you to do. That's what God was saying to Peter. I ain't going to let Herod take you. You ain't dead. You ain't over yet. Now is the time to get Get up! Yeah. 
Now is the time to get ready to move. Now is the time to do what God says to do. The angel says, get up. And as soon as he got up, the Bible says, as he gave more instructions, the chains just fell off. How many knows God holds the key to unlock everything? You may think you're bound and you can't do anything. I want to encourage you. Nothing of earthly value will hold what God has because he owns it anyway. Then he says, get your shoes on. This is a moving day. Time to move. In other words, you're going to go and do some things you've never done before. You're going to go places you've never gone before. There's some things I've still got work for you to do. There's a lot of people when they get in their elderly age, they seem to think it's over. I don't have the strength when I used to. I don't have the ability. You know what? Your days aren't over yet. You ain't done yet. And maybe when the younger comes in, well, I don't have the wisdom. I don't have this, but I got a lot of zeal. I've got a lot of energy. I can do this. I want to do that. If you work together, that's the reason why God put the body together. We have the old, we have the young, we have the in-between, and all they would do and function like God says, it would be a grand and glorious thing to be sold. That's called the church. That's God's church, not a man-made church. I've seen a lot of man-made churches. They do a lot of things to manufacture. They do a lot of things and, and preach a lot of things. They do a lot of entertaining. Entertainment only numbs you. Get you out of the state for just a season. But God wants to take you and shift you into what he's got for you. Change your situation. Change the things that you have. Then he says, uh, see, those shoes are shoes of faith. You need to put the shoes of faith on. We're going somewhere. Touch your neighbor and say, we're going somewhere. It's time to get up. Time to get ready to move. Now you need to put on the garment. You know what the garment represents? A garment of praise. I don't know if he put the praise on it right at that moment, but I'm sure when he got out of the gate, he looked around and he started saying, says, shout with the voice of triumph, shout with the voice of praise. Look what the Lord has done. Yeah. Took me out of that place. <laughs> I know, I'm just making things up, but isn't God good? Yeah. Sometimes God will give you a song. He put a praise on him, and when he did that, he got ready to move out. As soon as the chains dropped off. Let me ask you a question. What happened to the guards and the soldiers? Intimidation and discouragement. Now the chains of fear and doubt's kind of gone. Loosed him. What happened to those soldiers? Bible doesn't say. Maybe they were slain in the spirit. <laughs> Maybe they ran when the light showed up. Maybe they got out of there. See, the enemy can't stand when God shows up. I'm telling you, get God in your midst and see what happens. Get God to turn the light on. The enemy doesn't stand it because he loves darkness. And that's what he wants to keep you in darkness. I'm telling you, when you start walking by faith and you start stepping out, everything else will follow by the wayside. You just need to be obedient. You want know to happen to Peter? He not only started walking, he got to the doors. He was walking because the angel says, follow me. Just like Jesus is saying to us, follow me. 
follow me. Some of you have been bound emotionally in the innermost part of your man. You can't get free. It seems like, but I'm here to tell you, you're having a prison break today. God's going to let you get out of the place. And when he got to the door, the Bible says that the door opened. When you get to the door, God, there's a door. It's right before me. All of a sudden you get there, God opens the door. But not just that door, he opened the other door. He kept following. He got to the gate. And what happened? The gate was unlocked. Mm. The gate opened up. All along, God knows how to keep the things unlocked. If you'll just start moving toward those things, God says, I've already unlocked it. I've already got your freedom before you. Get ready to move. The Bible says that when you submit to God, resist the devil, he shall what? I believe that's what happened to those guards. They fled. Or if not, they were slain under the spirit, laying down. There's out of it. Verse 11, though, I like this verse because it brings it to my level. It brings it down to who I am. I'm just a man just like anybody else. I have thoughts just like anybody else. I wrestle and battle just like anybody else. That's the reason why when God gives us these messages and he gives us the, the wherewith, we can move forward. The Bible says that Peter had come to himself when he entered out of the gate. And he said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the Jewish people. You know what really happened? Peter really didn't believe. He really didn't believe what was taking place. He thought it was just a vision. Thought it was a dream. Sometimes you feel like, God, this is just a dream. This is just a vision. I, I'm in a fog. Until he got outside. You know what that lets me know? God honors. See, he, Peter didn't have great faith. I'm thinking Peter's the apostle. This is the one where that he passed by and his shadow was touching people and they were being raised. And now we look to this man that was in prison and he's coming out and he really didn't have the great faith that you thought he did. And then he looked at it because you know what that tells me? If you have just a little faith, you don't need to have great faith, just a little faith. God will take that little faith and make it mighty. Because faith is the faith of God anyway. It didn't say man's faith. It says faith comes by hearing. And whose faith is it? It's God's faith because it's his word. If you'll believe him just for the little, God will take care of the rest. I wanted to shout when I read that because there's times I just didn't have all wherewith where that is all grand and glorious in my life. There's times that I wrestle at night. I get up. I says, God, don't you see? God, don't you understand? Do you even hear me? But I was still believing God. And I'm telling you, in 2018, God's bringing people out of their prison. God is releasing his spirit that they no longer have to be bound in their mind and in their heart. And they're believing. It's time to get up, church. It's time to get your shoes on. It's time to get your garment on. It's time to get ready to be freed in the name of Jesus Christ. Get ready to let God bring freedom to you. Thank you, Father. Don't listen to the guards that's been trying to intimidate you, trying to discourage you. 
Don't let the chains that brings fear and doubt hold you back. You need to let stand up and get ready. He says, God, I know. And all of a sudden the things fall off of you. All of a sudden you find yourself. In other words, you got to shake yourself. Amen. Then keep moving with what little faith you have. You may have lost faith in what situations and things you've been going through. He says, Pastor, I know you're talking to me, but you really don't know what I've been going through. You don't know what I've been facing. For years, I've been facing things. I've been going through this situation for years, and no one seems to hear me. I'm here and tell you right now, God has heard your cry, and the light's being turned on, and the angel of the Lord, the messenger of God, is here to tell you, you get up, get your shoes on, get your garment on. We're getting out of here. It's time to move. Time to get free. Time to do what God says. The thing of it, will you? I can preach this all day long. Peter could have stayed in the prison, but he obeyed. That's the key. Will you obey his word? Will you obey his word? David didn't want to stay in the state he was in. So my soul is in a prison and I can't seem to praise you where you want me to. Get me out of this prison. The world would try to put you on drugs, try to put you on this and that, this therapy and that therapy. But I'm here to tell you that the only way you're going to get free is to let God do it. Only way that the chains can come off is allowing God to come in and take it off. Only way you're going to move out of the state you're in. Some of you are in a place of discouragement. You've been listening too much to the enemy and you're almost in a depressed state that you can't already move. Sometimes your emotions are up and down, up and down, up and down. I'm here to tell you that God is going to bring your emotions to an even keel if you'll believe today. How many's ready? I don't know about you. I've been ready for a long time. God, now is it my day. Now is my day for freedom. Now is my day to do what you called me to do. Today is the day of freedom. Stand to your feet, if you would, please, all over the building.